You're listening to Dead Set Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hello folks, Josh here from Dead Set Podcasting. Welcome back to the show. Today we're doing a follow-up on our episode about environment and acoustics, which is actually two episodes ago now. In the first episode of this two-part series, we covered environment. So just as a reminder, we defined environment as noise in the room, noises outside the room, and the temperature. So I guess you can think about it as environmentals plus noise. Today we're talking about acoustics which is probably the more interesting topic and a little bit more appropriate to getting good or bad sound in a podcast. So when we're talking about acoustics, we're talking about essentially the control of reverb, which is a mix of multiple reflections in the room that form together to basically make the room sound like it has a warbly kind of sound and also maybe more space than it actually does. Not a very pleasant sound as a listener. We're also looking at flutter echoes, That's a definitive sound that can form mostly in the upper corners of a room where you can actually hear as a listener that there's a reflection of the person's voice coming back. It actually sounds a little bit like a whiny kind of whistle sound. Not very nice at all. And we're also going to talk about standing waves or boominess, which essentially means that between two spots in a room, usually two flat surfaces, your microphone is in that standing wave. It can make the voice boomy and muddy. And if you've got a standing wave issue that's also being accentuated by other problems in the room like reverb or flutter echoes, your show's going to be very hard to listen to. So basically today we're looking at some acoustic treatment options without busting the bank. In the future we'll describe what I did in this studio space that I'm in now and parts of what I did to treat this room would probably be classed as by busting the bank because they were professional solutions that I paid a fair bit of money for. So I'm only going to talk about the DIY side today. And to be honest, the problems with a podcast, a voice-only podcast, a lot of those things can be solved by these low-cost or free options. So we'll start with things you may already have in the home that can have a positive effect on a room, when it, particularly when it comes to cutting down reverb in a space. So that's the blend of multiple echoes bouncing off multiple surfaces and making the room sound less like your closed cupboard and more maybe like your bathroom so soft toys are great they also look kind of cool if you're doing a fandom podcast or maybe one oriented to kids and you've got a video element maybe all those things you don't even need to have them off camera you could actually have your sound treatment as a prop on the actual set which would be cool pillows and soft throw cushions and that sort of stuff will also improve the sound of a room sleeping bags are good for hanging on things because they're a little bit thicker than a blanket. Just here's one piece of advice. Don't use things with shiny surfaces. So if you've got a shiny side of a a sleeping bag, but the inside of it is a softer material that's a little bit more breathable, turn it inside out, just say you're hanging it over a door, and have the soft breathable side facing out into the room so you're not actually increasing the reflections in the room. Some materials actually reflect most sound So you're really not getting the positive effect that you should be in the room if you're using a shiny surface or something with a really hard coating on it or a waterproof coating or something like a sleeping bag might have. Just turn that sucker inside out. The next thing that comes to mind is maybe dunas, large blankets, throw rugs, any kind of 
carpeting that you can put into the room, maybe you've got an old piece of carpet, all of those things are going to help and you may already have them around the house. So the next step beyond that, and to be honest, I'm not sure that this is any more effective. It just happens to be something that's designed to be put onto a wall, so maybe it's more convenient, is the cheap one-inch panels from Amazon. So these are usually one-inch foam panels, and they can cost anywhere from $1.50 to $15. I would say that's probably in the intro range per panel in terms of cost. I'm not sure ultimately if these are the perfect solution for treating a room for a podcast, but any soft thing that you have on a wall or the floor or the roof or whatever in a room will have some effect on reverb. It probably won't affect standing waves that happen more in the bass frequencies, but it should affect the room in a positive way when it comes to reverb in the space. So the next step beyond that, and this is probably in the $15 to $20 range, is the two to three inch panels on Amazon. Essentially, these are just thicker versions of the panels you're already using. So you had the one inch panels, you can actually make them thicker. That will mean it will absorb a greater range of frequencies. And at that point, you may have some effect if you have boominess in your room, like a standing wave kind of issue. The third option, and it's about the same price, this is the towel panels that you might see on YouTube. For the human voice, in a really bad space, I think that they could help. So this is a frame that's built out of wood that has multiple towels in there. And you can get the towels from Goodwill or the Salvation Army or even buy them new for a couple of dollars each from a Kmart or a Target. It probably works. If you're really into craft kind of projects, it might be worth it. But I want something guaranteed if I'm going to put hours into building a DIY panel. I want to know personally that it definitely works. So I guess the jury's out a little bit on the towel panels, but according to the guys on YouTube that make them, they're highly effective. So maybe just make one or two and see if you like the result. The next step is to build a proper panel. This could be a two to three inch panel or even a three to six inch panel like I've built. And I'll have a link to a photo in the show notes where you're listening to this episode. These can range anywhere from say $25 per panel up to as much as 80 The prototypes that I built over the last 12 months are five to five and a half inches thick. They have two layers of acoustic insulation in there and a range of different materials from speaker cloth, which was actually more expensive but less effective because it was too stretchy, to cotton blends, to soft breathable materials that all cost different amounts. A lot of the variance in cost on my particular DIY panels, which are quite thick, they're almost getting to the point where they're base traps. They're somewhere between a base trap and a thick standard panel. A lot of that extra cost was in the material that I chose to cover the panel with. And to be honest, some of the cheaper stuff was just as effective in my opinion and actually easier to work with than something much more expensive like speaker cloth. So the final option for treating a space in a DIY fashion without busting the bank is to try and buy some theatre curtains when they're on sale. I'm not sure I've got any sub $500 solutions in this room that I'm in that are more effective, particularly for flutter, echo and reverb, than the three theatre curtains that I put in. At full price, they're about $250 each from a place called Spotlight here in Australia. But I think I bought them on sale for $113 per pack 
instead of paying $750 at full retail, I think I paid $329 for three of these and they're quite large and they're incredibly effective. One example of how great these things are is if there's someone in my studio, the main area, and I'm trying to talk to that person through the one open door between the two studios, unless they're talking at a decent volume, all I can hear is like a low hum. So they're incredibly effective. And if I had to approach another space and make a single purchase to improve that space, to be honest, I think I'd probably buy theatre curtains. They look cool in photos. They do an incredible job at treating the space for the human voice. They're incredibly effective with echoes and reverbs. They're non-hazardous. So you have to be pretty careful choosing what type of insulation you want to put in a panel if you're building them yourself because some of the traditional fiberglass solutions that people use and some of the stuff on YouTube that still uses that kind of stuff to build their panels, it's not particularly great for you in the long term. So a curtain is incredibly effective and incredibly healthy by comparison. It's a win-win. So we'll just recap those before I cough myself to death. Sorry, you won't know that, but I've cut all that out. Soft toys, pillows, couch cushions, sleeping bags turned inside out, soft blankets of any kind, old pieces of carpet. All that's going to help, and you may have a lot of that around the house. You could go with the one-inch, two-inch or three-inch panels off Amazon. They may or may not have an effect. For a solo podcast where there's not a lot of voices in the room and there's only one thing bouncing around, they might be effective. You can get a pack of heaps of those for less than the cost of an inexpensive microphone, so it might be worth just having a go to see if they work for you. You could build a couple of towel panels and see if they work. You could go the next step and build some thicker and, I guess, more absorbent DIY panels. And if you're really trying to affect something like reverb in the room, I would also suggest getting some theatre curtains on sale. Righto, in the future at some point on the show, we'll talk about acoustic treatment options by busting the bank, but that'll probably do for today. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. My name's Josh. Check out deadsetpodcasting.com for any links and pictures that I mentioned would be in the show notes for today's episode. And yeah, take care and good luck treating the acoustics in your podcasting space. Righto, catch ya. Bye-bye. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.